The Phillies' struggles at Coors Field in Colorado continue as the Phillies drop three of four in Colorado this weekend. This is Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Monday, April the 22nd. Happy Earth Day, ladies and gentlemen. It is coming off, unfortunately, off a weekend, as mentioned, that the Phillies dropped three of four from the Rockies, two of three over the weekend. We talked about Thursday's loss on Friday's show, but unfortunately, the Phillies unable to get it going. The offense sputters at times both Friday and Sunday, and the Phillies fall to a Rockies team that had come into the series struggling 6-12 and 12 into the series, but the Rockies needing the games and finding a way to get it done at home. The Phillies in the middle of a very tough stretch of baseball as they are, um, have played 10 games of 17 straight days with baseball on these four games coming right smack dab in the middle of that in Colorado after traveling to Miami, traveling home to face the Nationals and the Mets, and then heading back out there. Um, it is uh, it is a hike, and it is uh, not surprising that the Phillies only came away with one win this weekend. I was hoping they could go to Colorado and split the series. Unfortunately, that does not happen. However, the Phillies still sitting atop the National League East at 12-9 and on the season, a half game up on the Braves, one game up on the Mets, and they will continue to hopefully put some games on the Mets here as they will play three against the Mets before four in Miami. We'll dive into all that as well as a number of frustrating things that happened this weekend in addition to losing baseball games. We'll get into all that more. Let's start it off with the Friday night affair in Colorado. A frustrating bummer of a loss. Really in the running for most frustrating loss of the season. Probably not worse than the Victor Robles, two out, two strike, top of the ninth home run. Probably not worse than getting boat raced the night after, but when you lose in 12 and you lose when you take the lead in the top of the 12th inning and then find a way to blow it in the bottom of the 12th, that is right up there with worst losses of the season whenever that happens. The Phillies as a whole offensively unable to get it going too much except for Mr. Bryce Harper goes Five for seven on the night, including that big, big double in the top of the 12th to score Phil Goslin. Unfortunately, Charlie Blackman would come in and take Juan Nicasio yard and Nicasio's second inning of work. A walk-off home run as the Phillies fall four to three. It's a shame there were some good signs in this game, some positives to take away first and foremost. Vinny Velasquez, look, uh, pitching in Colorado isn't easy, and Velasquez goes five and two-thirds, seven hits, one walk, eight strikeouts, only lost two earned runs, and was really cruising until that uh, that sixth inning there and runs into some trouble, unable to finish it out. But we've seen three pretty solid starts from Vincent Velasquez. He seemed to trust his stuff more. Again, only one walk there stands out. In two of his three starts, he has walked Zero and one batters, and that is for Vinny Velasquez. That is as hopeful as we can get. So uh, pitching in Colorado in a tough spot, I was actually really impressed with Velasquez. I thought he had another strong outing yet again. And then, look, you have to be impressed with the bullpen other than Juan Nicasio as after Velasquez, you get a third of an inning from Dominguez to get out of that jam. Then you get 
A clean inning from Adam Morgan. A clean inning from Pat Neshek. A clean inning from Hector Neris with three Ks. Even get a clean inning from Jose Alvarez. Unfortunately, Juan Nicasio gives you a clean inning and then his second inning of work. Unable to get it done, but you did get five and a half solid clean innings from this bullpen. Unfortunately, the Rockies' bullpen was able to match them pitch for pitch, and the Phillies do get on the board again in the top of the 12th. It was so exciting. It was like 1 in the morning. You're waiting up all night for this, and Harper rips the double. Gosselin comes around to score. You are jacked up, excited, and then, ah, the deflating loss. It was such a frustrating loss when Charlie Blackman goes yard there with two outs, no less. Uh, in the bottom of the 12th inning, it was just a gut punch type of loss. And look, the Phillies, it's crazy because they've lost nine games, and I feel like at least six of them have been gut punches. I mean, we look, just those two alone, the Robles one and then that one on Friday night are two gut punch losses. They are, they are brutal. Br- and the loss of the Robertson loss in Washington too. I mean, they have had some rough losses already this year and that's not even talking about just the, the games where they've gotten completely manhandled the 15 to one, the 10 to three. So frustrating, frustrating night on Friday night. And uh, it was disappointing to see them unable to close that out. But you do get five hits from Harper, three hits from Reese Hoskins, Phil Gosling coming in and we'll get to that. Some Injuries this week, and Gosson gives you a couple big hits. He had a huge hit the next night as well, but unfortunately the Phillies unable to get it done on Friday. We moved to Saturday, and thank goodness they took this one because it would be the only game of the series that they would win, and it was a nerve-wracking one at times as it wasn't an open-and-shut case. Aaron Nola actually comes out and struggles early, gives up two runs in his first two innings of work. The Phillies get one back in the third on a Cesar Hernandez single. Then Aaron Nola just gives one right back in the third. And then Nola trying to settle in. We get to the top of the fourth, and the aforementioned Phil Goslin comes to the plate with runners on, and he rips a double, clearing the bases, a bases loaded double for Phil Goslin. The Phillies up 4-3 to three all of a sudden, and that was all she wrote from there. Harper would hit a monster three-run home run in the seventh to make it 7-3. McCutcheon would tack on another 8-5 is your final. Aaron Nola, after that really, really rough first couple innings, we saw some positive signs from Nola for the first time in a while here as he really settled in. And again, in Colorado, not an easy place to pitch. Nola, after those struggles early on, is able to Bear down and get out. He ends up going five and two-thirds, three earned runs, nine strikeouts, only one walk. That's really good to see Nola getting some swings and misses, getting some strikeouts. Really just absolutely crucial. We've talked a lot, a lot, a lot about how important Aaron Nola is to this team and this team's success this season. And I don't think anyone was expecting of all the things that we saw coming this season. We didn't, no one expected a Nola regression season. And I'm hoping that some of the signs we saw in the last two plus innings of work on Saturday in Colorado, will start to get the juices flowing for a bit. The curveball just hasn't been on for him. The changeup that was so devastating last year, hasn't been thrown as much and hasn't been as effective when he has thrown it. So hopefully we saw a little bit of a, a turning point for Nola as he grits down, gets the job done, 
and ultimately gets a win for his efforts. Now 2-0 on the season despite the struggles. The bullpen, Pat Neshek, a little scary, makes it uh, a little uncomfortable there in the uh, the eighth inning. Uh, but ultimately, Hector Naris comes in and shuts it down. An inning in two-thirds, his fifth, uh, first five-out save of his career, third save of the season, and I think right now you have to say Hector Neros is your Phillies closer. And I never thought those words would come out of my mouth. In fact, I have said, as you know, if you listen to this show, I have said the quite opposite. I have said I never need to see that man pitch a ninth inning again for my Philadelphia Phillies. I have been proven wrong thrice over now this season. As Neros keeps coming in and getting the job done. And for what it's worth, Neros looks awesome. So far, that splitter is just locked in. It's a devastating, devastating pitch. It goes different ways to different batters. It doesn't even look like he knows where it's going. Um, Naris has been great. And he's showed a little bit more grit, a little bit more toughness than I remember from Naris the past two seasons as he's worked himself uh, out of some tough jams in some tough spots. Obviously, the Keon Broxton strikeout stands out among them but we've seen Naris get himself into some trouble at times or face some trouble as the result of not his fault and regardless he has stood up to the task every single time so far this season and I think right now if they have a a save situation as it were in the ninth inning or or even earlier Hector Naris is the guy for now and and we'll see what happens with David Robertson we'll see what happens with the trade market and all that or Craig Kimbrell, if they decide to go that route, which I'm not expecting. But regardless, I think right now at this point, Hector Naris, the clear closer for your Philadelphia Phillies. Either way, it was nice to see uh, the Phillies get a little offense going because uh, they would not get offense going yesterday in the Sunday game as they are just shut down top to bottom. They end up losing 4-1. to one. They don't get a run until the ninth inning. They made it interesting in the ninth. In the ninth, the JT Realmuto single scores Andrew Knapp, and then they had two runners on. It felt exciting, and then uh, it ended, and it was over. But um, Philly's really unable to get anything going all game. McCutcheon, Andrew McCutcheon was playing, which was nice to see. He was worried. Uh, I was worried he was hurt. Uh, had to leave the Thursday game, excuse me, the Saturday game early. Um, looked like he had some sort of hamstring thing like Kingery, but uh, ultimately was fine back in the lineup. A couple hits, nice to see. Um, other than that, though, really no one able to get going. Andrew Knapp, uh, one for one with three walks. He had a, a solid game, I suppose. You know, uh, my feelings on Andrew Knapp. Uh, Jared Eikhoff goes six innings, allows four earned runs, eight strikeouts. But uh, it doesn't sound great, the four runs. But he did pitch pretty well, considering it was Colorado. Really pitched well for five innings. Gave up that three-run bomb in the sixth that kind of, did him in a little bit, but I think on the whole, what we saw from Mike off a solid showing, uh, you know, again, in Colorado, I thought certainly looked more in command than Nick Pavetta has at any point this season. So uh, I thought what we saw from Mike off was solid, you know, he was striking guys out eight strikeouts, a lot of swings and misses. Um, so it wasn't otherworldly, but uh, you know, got the job done. Um, obviously not enough ends up giving up three runs in the six, which does him in, but Again, um, you know, the offense wasn't going at all. They had zero help for him. Roman Quinn, a rough weekend filling in for Odubel Herrera. The uh, the Roman Quinn crowd, not a great weekend for the start Roman Quinn crowd this weekend as he was awful filling in for Odubel Herrera. The Phillies really struggling right now with the injury bug. We'll get to that coming up in just a minute. But 
Again, yesterday's game, a real frustrating run. John Gray, Rockies pitcher, just shuts the Phillies down for six innings, and the Rockies bullpen comes in and shuts them down until that scare in the ninth, really unable to get anything going. Austin Davis pitches the final two innings for the Phillies, gets into a ton of trouble, ends up giving him no runs. So I'll take it, whatever. But again, I think the big takeaway from yesterday's game, the offense did absolutely nothing, and Jared Eikhoff looked okay. I think, you know, look, they came out of the weekend losing three of four, but I think you don't feel too bad about any of the pitching performances from the starters. Eflin was fine on Friday night, had spots where he looked really good. Nola, as we discussed uh, uh, on Saturday, was uh, Eflin on Thursday, excuse me. Um, Vinny Velasquez, as we discussed on Friday, was, was great. Five and two-thirds, eight Ks. Nola, as discussed, really struggled at first, but then seemed to find himself, seemed to build on it, gets the win. Nice to see. And then yesterday, Jared Eikhoff comes in in his first start of the season and looks all right. He got some outs, got some strikeouts, faded towards the end of the start for him. But again, I think, you know, put them in a position where if the offense did anything at all, they have a chance to win that baseball game, which is all you're asking out of your fifth starter. And I think Eikhoff has certainly earned some more time in the rotation, which, you know, look, he was going to get either way. But, um, Again, it's always tough to go out to Colorado and pitch, and I thought they did a solid enough job from the starting rotation. And um, sometimes you just lose games. Sometimes you just head into someone's house and you're tired and you're not as energized as they are, and they need those games, and, and they take those games. Again, this Phillies team is in the midst of a stretch of 17 straight days of baseball. They've played 10 straight games straight. 10 straight days of baseball. Tonight will be the 11th straight day of baseball when they take on the New York Mets, and again, luckily no Jacob Degrom is Degrom on the injured list. We'll get through the pitching matchups coming up, but um, I can imagine this team's tired. You know, they had to travel, they have to come home, then they have to fly out to Colorado. Now they're flying back to New York. So uh, I, look, this is uh, it's early in the season. They're going to be a lot more tired as it goes on, but it's certainly got check time. It's time for this team to to head to New York, and uh, you got a big series coming up. We'll get to that coming up as well as we will detail. The injury bug that is tearing this team apart at the moment. That's coming up in uh, just a minute as well, as well as looking at it. To the week ahead, heading to New York, then to Miami, or home for Miami after that. We'll dive into all that as well and more coming up. It's Phillies Today's James Seltzer. We're coming right back. We are back, Phillies Today. James Seltzer again coming off a frustrating weekend of baseball. The Phillies dropped three of four in Colorado, heading to New York to face the New York Mets. The Mets one game back at the Phillies, a half game back at the Braves in the National League East. So a big series. We'll dive into that coming up first. The injury bug has struck the Philadelphia Phillies. Not great. A lot of hamstring issues. Some real soft tissue stuff going on with this Phillies team. I'm not sure what. Uh, obviously, Gene Segura gets hurt prior to the trip to Colorado they said four to five days he has ended up being put on the injured list so it looks like it will be a little bit longer you hope that obviously it will be backdated to the first game he missed but no Segura for at least a few more days which is not great because out in Colorado Scott Kingery pulls up lame running to first base he too has a hamstring injury which is incredibly frustrating because Kingery had been just lighting it up as we talked about last week how great he's been it is so frustrating that you know you want him out there building on this season that he's having this opportunity to 
take steps forward and become the player we all want him to be and to see this happen this early very frustrating look it doesn't seem like either Segura's injury or Kingery's injury is a major major issue but hamstrings are tricky and they're frustrating and they can linger and they can take time to come back from and they can be re-injured and it's just look the soft tissue stuff always unnerves me you know it scares me a little bit in that it always seems to take longer to come back from these things than expected I mean the Segura is a perfect example look Segura they said four to five days and he's going to be at least 10 so um it's just one of those things that it, it, it is a bit nerve-wracking you add in Odubel Herrera already on the injured list not great I mean Phil Gosselin is your starting shortstop at the moment this is a guy who's not on the team a few weeks ago and actually had a pretty solid series out there in Colorado and called into you know spot duty there but certainly not someone you're relying on for a long period of time and then uh you know you're you're shallow in the outfield Roman Quinn really poor series out in Colorado uh he's fast don't get me wrong but but not swinging a good bat obviously they have Aaron Altair and Nick Williams as well to fill in but it's certainly really hamstrings yeah from an offense no pun intended there from an offensive perspective from a lineup perspective really running with a short deck there and and that's even more of an issue when you consider the fact that as we've harped on, they're in the middle of a long stretch of baseball with a lot of games coming up. And, you know, you want to be full strength for that. It's hard enough to get through those types of stretches of baseball when you've got everyone at your disposal. You lose a guy like Scott Kingery right after losing Gene Segura. That's an issue. That Those are guys you need and guys who provide you the opportunity to move other guys around and do different things with the lineup and all that. Now, there are no days off for anybody. We saw Franco, who's been so great in the eight hole being forced to move up to the five hole yesterday that's the kind of stuff that these types of injuries problems that these types of injuries cause and the type of um, corrections that are needed and whatnot and and it it can be an issue that that goes from top to bottom and look we certainly saw them have not a great series out in colorado so we hope that these players will be back soon one more injury to detail victor arano to the il as well and inflamed elbow that is never good never something you want to hear elbow inflammation for him drew anderson austin davis who we saw yesterday and mitch walding get recalled mitch walding's back um so uh that's very clearly three guys who are significantly worse than the three guys who were injured so this is an issue and uh the phillies already again struggling through a long stretch of baseball here without off days without any break it's um, not the best time to be having a rash of injuries, and that is what they have. So this is going to be tough. There's going to be something they're going to have to kind of, you know, grit through as uh, as they're having some uh, adversity put in their path from the jump immediately, and that's okay. Look, great teams rise to, to adversity. We want to see this team rise to that adversity, but they're certainly getting some adversity heaped their way. Again, losing Kingery right now, I think, uh, and and Segura has been such a great player, and and Kingery just from a, a developmental perspective, it is so frustrating because um, it finally feels, as we said, like he's getting it, like he's figuring out what is expected of him, what he needs to do to have a, a successful major league career, and it's a shame that uh, you know a hamstring injury derails that right now. And again, um, you know, look, we don't know how long he'll be out, but. 
those things can linger and they can be frustrating. I think it's not quite as bad as an oblique injury. I feel like if an oblique injury is automatic two weeks longer than they tell you it's going to be, those things, especially with guys who swing and throw, it's, you're using that part of your body a lot. So I can understand how that's something that takes a while to hear heal, but um, hamstrings aren't great either. And soft tissue injuries in general are, are something to keep an eye out for. So, um, fingers crossed as this team could use these guys back is we have a big week of baseball coming up another seven day week of baseball back to back seven days to play as they will head to New York for three with the Mets before heading home. Finally for a long home stretch, a 10 game homestand, excuse me, nine game homestand, which will be awesome. They have four at home against Miami, then two against Detroit and three at home against Washington before heading out to St. Louis and Kansas City. So a nice home stretch coming up. But first, they have to tangle with those New York Mets in New York again, as I mentioned before. Luckily, Jacob deGrom out on the injured list with deGrom having some elbow issues as well. Uh, It doesn't seem like it's anything too serious, but for right now, Certainly nice that the Phillies will miss DeGrom while they are there. They will also miss Syndergaard. Just a uh, a lucky draw there for the Phillies tonight. Jake Arrieta, ace Arrieta, we like to call him, takes it against Steven Matz. Steven Matz, you might remember, as the guy who gave up eight runs without getting an out in that outing, the fifteen, uh, the fourteen to three win for the Phillies last week against the Mets. So that'll be a good one. Arrieta has just been awesome. So I think there's who to thunk it, but a month, almost a month into the season, I think we can all say that Jake Arrieta is the guy we want on the hill for us most and uh, in the biggest spots right now. And uh, that'll be good to see as Phillies could use a win, get back uh, on the winning track against the Mets. Tomorrow, Zach Eflin takes it against Zach Wheeler. Battle of the Zachs. Zafflin has been obviously pretty good other than the start of Miami. And then we'll see what's real with Vincent Velasquez as he will get the start on Wednesday against Jason Vargas, the lefty. That is a clear advantage for the Phillies. Vargas, eminently hittable. One of the more hittable starters in Major League Baseball, in my opinion. So those three against the Mets, then they will finally come home, as I mentioned, a 10-game homestand. It'll start with Aaron Nola against Caleb Smith. Smith looked awesome for Miami when the Phillies went down there. So hopefully... A different result this time around with Caleb Smith and then Jared Eikhoff against Jose Urena. Phillies did all right against Urena, but he pitched decent enough in that Sunday game against them. Uh, then on Saturday, the 27th, Jake Arrieta's second start of the week against Trevor Richards. We didn't get to see Richards the last time the Phillies faced the Marlins. Richards is pretty talented, so that's a tough one there. And then same with Pablo Lopez we didn't see last time. A nice Young pitcher, he will be going on Sunday against Eflin in Eflin's second start of the week, a 105 start there. So big week for the Phils. There's a big week for the Phils as they come back from Colorado. It's time to get, you know, kind of get right here as you want to try and steal the series for the Mets and then win the series against the Marlins. There's a real chance this team can win five of seven this week. That would be huge for this team. Either way, it starts in New York. It starts with the Mets. It starts with the team who is competing with you in the division and is right there only game back. So big series coming up. And luckily, we got Jake Arrieta on the hill tonight to get us rolling. So hopefully, the Phillies will take care of business. Either way, we'll be back to react to all of it tomorrow, tonight's game, and more right here 
on Phillies Today. So thank you again for listening to Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network.